0: Welcome back to In The Bin. I'm your host, Tyler Weinbender. Thanks for joining. Sorry it's been so long since the uh, last episode. Uh, We actually had one recorded in October, but the audio file was corrupted and we weren't able to publish it. Total bummer. Uh, And then late October, some of you might know, we do the international IFPA show, um, so I was out for that. Came back from that, it was full swing in apples, Autumn Glory Harvest, so things got pretty busy and the podcast kind of fell to the back. But it's back. We're here. You might notice if you're watching the video, we're now recording these, by the way, full episodes now in video, we uh, hired a multimedia specialist. His name is Brock Delfield. He's sitting behind the camera right now. Hey, Brock. Uh, as you can tell, he's taking the set to a whole nother level. This thing is like a real deal now, so I'm under pressure, but uh, thanks for joining. Today's guests, uh, actually I have two guests today, Ellie Norris and Gage Thompson from Norris Farms. They are the next generation of leaders down at Norris Farms, which is a uh, family-owned blueberry operation in Roseburg, Oregon. They've got about 1,000 acres of uh, fresh, amazing, high-quality blueberries and kiwi berries. Very excited to have them on the show today. We're going to talk about uh, their struggles, their ideas, uh, where they want to take the business over the next few years. Um, so thanks for joining, and I uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Hi.
0: Hi. <laughs> hey, friends. What's up? We have Ellie <laughs> Norris and Gage Thompson of Norris Farms. Thanks for coming in. Thanks mm-hmm. for having us. What do you think of the set? Because this is a huge difference from our first five or six episodes.
1: It is lovely.
0: First impressions when you came through the door?
1: Uh, it Being in a storage closet is interesting, but the set's lovely. Well, the back
0: half is a storage closet. Yeah. This is a studio.
1: I love the collection of peanut butter you have yeah. back there. Yeah. Yeah. And the mayonnaise. And mayonnaise. Don't forget the mayonnaise. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. a lot of different recipe stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and alcohol.
0: Yeah. That's water, isn't it? Yes. Got it. It's apple juice. That's, yeah. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you guys have, both of you have unique uh, entrances into the blueberry world. Mm. Gage's is a little cooler. So I'm going to start there. No offense, Ellie. It's fine. Um, obviously, growing up as you were a teenager, 12, 13, 14. How yeah. old were you when you? I was, and uh, what were your first
2: roles? So I was 13. Uh, I was hired only for my sister, who's two older years older than me. Okay. Uh, and I didn't have anything to do that summer, so my parents were like, "Will you take Gage with you?" And asked the <laughs> nurses, "Like, can we send our 13 year old son to work there as well?" This was before labor laws, right? So, right. Uh, I actually started off uh, picking. I think that lasted two days. <laughs> I remember taking my hat off, and Sandy saw my red hair and how sunburned I was, and said, "Oh no, you can't work out here." Uh, <laughs> Sandy s- was running the. Sandy was yeah. uh, mom- Sandy's Ellie's mom. mom. Your mom. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she ran. A harvest operation for 20 25 years long like time that. yeah uh worked in the packing barn under ellie's sister carrie who hated me yes uh for good reason <laughs> really i was i was 13 add and they wanted me to sit on a at a grading table and just pick bad blueberries off the table yeah and i would sit still for about five minutes and then yeah. like oh, that machine over there looks cool I'm gonna go check that out <laughs> I don't know if this is actually true or if it's just a good story, but uh, your dad and Carrie both liked to say how they would come into the barn to fire me, but I would never be where they left me. <laughs> and, so, and then something would come up and I would live another day.
1: Yeah. Um, Didn't you have multiple hiding spots too?
2: Well, this was, yeah. Also, <laughs> I mean, we would, <laughs> the, the boxes that we would pack our blueberries in, we would hand fold them every morning. That's just how we started the day. Yeah. And I would build little forts with like cubbies in them. So you look in the outside, just like a pile of boxes, but you could get in there and you just hang out for a little bit, (laughs) avoid some scrutiny that way. Uh, So
1: so he was a really hard worker. That's what I'm gathering. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like like, I don't know when it changed. great
2: employee. (laughs) Let's put him in charge. (laughs) Uh, I kept coming back every summer. Um, I don't know. I just kept liking it more and more, Uh, kept getting more and more responsibility, which kind of helped with the ADD stuff. So I was able to go do multiple jobs and bounce around a little more. I was having a lot more fun. Uh, you were going to school in
0: <clears throat> Roseburg. I yeah. This
2: was, you know, still high school at this point. Uh, got to the point where uh, I was helping run the, the packing barn. Once Carrie went to med school and was, I guess, finishing med school. Yeah. You were either in Seattle or Puerto Rico at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know. Those are two very different places. Yeah. I, that'll be her I'm, story. I moved around a lot. Uh, but it got to the point where I loved working at the farm so much, I actually started in my schooling like an undergrad, was studying things with an eye towards like, I wonder how this could help the farm. So I went into uh, accounting and tax accounting specifically. Uh, we did a lot of international export, we still do. A lot of our breweries end up overseas. There are a lot of tax incentives for sending your product overseas hmm. from the U.S. Uh, and so I got really involved with that. Um, after undergrad, went to law school, still focusing on international trade and national tax. Uh, and during that time, we ended up shipping the first fresh blueberries to South Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think ever. Yeah. Uh, we were number one. Right. Which was surprising. <laughs> we got to go to Korea and actually yeah. see. Oh, you that. went o- You went over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Paul took me. This is my second year in law school. And <laughs> wow, since I was studying yeah. international trade, it's, That's it cool. was super neat.
1: Yeah, he didn't bring his own children, but he brought Gage.
2: Yeah, well, I am. You are the son he he never had. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So yeah, um, finished (laughs) law school, went and got a job with uh, a firm uh, based out of Seattle, Moss Adams. I was in their Portland office doing international tax consulting. Actually, brought the farm on as a client. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I came in with day one of like, I have a blueberry farm that I've. I had created a. Kind of an export tax shelter for them for all the stuff that they export. Just an easy way to save money with the IRS, uh and so wanted to bring them on and manage that that tax shelters. Probably not the exact right word, but for <laughs> layman in terms, of, yeah, it was a tax shelter. Tomato, tomato. uh And so I mean, I've been working with the Norse's in some way, shape, or form since. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you came. I was thirteen. Geez. Back, you came on full time as our CFO. What four years?
2: Ago? Yeah, it was, it was December like, 2019. Yeah. Right before COVID. I had just gotten burnout. I mean, it was a big firm. You grind it out seven days a week and it was turning into seven days a week year round. Yeah. Um, so but, I figure if I'm gonna work that much, I wanna go work somewhere where I actually love what I do.
0: My my wife worked <laughs> at the Yakima Moss Adams for like five years and she kind of right. followed the same path. Now mm-hmm. she's in private
2: accounting for mm-hmm. an Apple Packer and yeah. she loves it. So yeah, very I mean, yeah. you get to use a lot of the same skills, but very different lifestyle. Yeah. Uh you don't have to track your hours, right? Billable <laughs> hours <laughs> thing over your head. Um, but yeah, that was in 2019. I was I wasn't sure where I was going, but talked with Paul, her dad,
1: yeah.
2: about you know if, I, if you want someone with my skill set. Uh I ended up uh, finishing law school, passing the bar, taking the CPA exams, passing those, uh, and then also just being intimately familiar with the farm's operations. I don't know. I felt like <laughs> it could have been a good and fit. He, he can tolerate he the nurses. You passed the bar and the CPA exams. Yeah, he's, wow.
1: He doesn't oh. look like it. That's like, but he's actually pretty smart.
0: Yeah. Not a lot of people have both of those.
2: No. It was. I mean, it was. I did the bandaid effect. <laughs> I just did it all in one year. Wow. Um. So I didn't have a lot of fun that year. Yeah. it sounds terrible. Got it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you still maintain those? Because don't you have to do like? Yeah. Continuing continuing is pretty annoying, but there's some overlap. Like I can go get. Do a tax conference or an online course, and tied to my CPA and my my law license. Uh, but yeah, it, too long a story to get into. Paul was kind of weird about me coming back, and was very coy of kind of stonewalling me. and, Well, huh. I'll, I'll make it quick. Uh, came home from my mom's birthday in summer of 2019. Visited your dad. Have I told you the story?
1: Yeah. Oh, the first
2: time. Um, told him I was thinking about leaving my firm. At that point, I was talking to some uh, tax policy research firms on the East Coast, and was probably ended up going over there. But threw it to your dad of you know, like, if you ever wanted someone with my skill set? This would kind of be the time because if I moved to the East Coast, I'm probably not. Yeah, that's a commitment. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, and he was just like, "Oh, interesting, cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, it sounds like all
1: like right. Well, he <laughs> really does shot my
2: shot." It's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hear from a gal in Roseburg, uh, a CPA in Roseburg, who calls me. She's like a family friend. She's like, I hear you're moving back to be the CFO of Norris <laughs> Farms. Like, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Liz. Uh, Liz shares a lot of referrals with your sister. Yeah. So I'm figuring, okay, so the Norris are talking about hiring me. I call your dad to try and suss it out. And he's like, no, we're not really considering it. And then I think it was right before my third round of interviews with this firm in Boston, your dad called me up and was like, ah.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? We do
2: want to offer you a job. And then, yeah. After your Bye. third I had interview? Yeah. No, so idea I took about it. This. And, yeah. Holy crap. Moved that's, home that's two months later.
1: Normal for pops. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Damn. Do you think he knew right away that he wanted to hire you or was he just trying to play I games? I think
1: he, he did, but he had to run it by the family.
2: Yeah. I know there's a lot of talks with your family. Yeah um kind of how it works with current personnel uh there was i think some growing discontent with the office manager at the time yeah but she held the keys to a lot of things Mm -hmm. i I think i also kind of was a nice solution to being able to take over a lot of the financial stuff without being Mm -hmm. trained on it or having to come in Mm -hmm. being uh, handheld through anything you've
1: been a perfect fit it's I, been a lot of fun. It's been great. It's, I honestly can't. I mean, Gage and I are the next generation for the farm, and I couldn't ask for a better partner in crime. Yeah, you guys like, are a good, good yeah, duo. Yeah, we, we sure. mesh well. I mean, we've known each other. Long time. Long time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, well, the first time... Well, we met several times, but the first time we like really interacted, when I wasn't just like a face in the packing barn, Yeah. I was trying to get the pH right for the... The bleach we were injecting into our lug washer,
1: yeah.
2: and you came out and were trying to help me and you tipped over the whole jug on me <laughs> and got bleach all over me <laughs> and then just walked away.
1: Leslie don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it happens so often yeah. that... <laughs> huh well, hey, I would like to officially apologize, I think you actually have okay,
0: so. What's your story?
1: Mine's not that fun.
0: So you skipped all of the family business until later in life? I would come back
1: off and on. So I studied Kim and bio in college and marine biology and went off and did marine biology for a hot second and then got into the... So you're out- PADI certified? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. A rescue diver. So careful. Oh, good um, to know. In case I
0: ever need one. In case you ever need you. one. Yeah.
1: I can choke you out. <laughs> Uh, And then I got into outdoor retail management, like REI and Arcterics and did open stores for them and whatnot. So when I was in a lull between jobs or like in school, I would come home for a summer, but not all the time. I wasn't consistently coming back to the farm. And then about nine years ago, 10, nine years ago. um,
2: You moved home right when I started at Moss Adams. That would be ten
1: years yeah I just something clicked in my head one day I was living in Puerto Rico and yeah. I realized it took me 24 hours to get from door to door to get home to family and I realized I was just too far and I loaded up a pod with my stuff and I moved home and I pretty much showed up at my parents doorstep and said well I work here now <laughs> and, and that's I want the job <laughs> and that's it and that's what i because no one I mean no one was Stepping up to take over the farm yeah. for the next generation, and
0: yeah, because your dad's like fifty-five, right?
1: <laughs> uh, you, I mean, add twenty-two years oh, onto that. God, yeah,
0: he looks good blueberries <laughs> yeah <laughs> eat more blueberries Dude, right side note the first time i came down to see your guys's farms i had never eaten that many blueberries in my
1: life how i thought lo- i would be blue how long bowels? were your poops blue uh
0: like the next four
1: or five days and how was yeah. the drive home did you have to stop i made it i made it. well
2: <laughs> I These are, the kiwi berries you gotta watch out oh, for.
1: oh those will really. F- those are instantaneous you yeah. uh-huh yeah. i gonna say, say
2: can you say that oh yeah
1: can we can yeah. we cuss on here yeah that's fine oh okay fuck oh, okay yeah fucking shit he haven't. might bleep it
0: out but oh. if it's too oh there, there's
1: not like a big button over there that you're like beep beep <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but no it was like in heaven just like walking through the fields and yeah. just like oh there's a nice one, a nice one. <laughs> Ooh, that was
1: big we charge uh, we charge you for all of that I just so you know I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. You know, paul's like how many pounds did you eat <laughs> i actually Ten. won't
2: well uh, you don't have to buy blueberries in stores anyway but i think they're awful like if, unless they're fresh like that day Oh, yeah, you won't buy them in the frozen, store? Or frozen, and they're like a good variety that's frozen. I don't- You're like a blueberry I'm, connoisseur. I'm, I'm a
0: snob
1: now. you become very bougie with your blueberries. I hate when
0: you buy one at the store and it just sucks. Like, there's no flavor. It's soft. Yeah. Like, it is just the worst. Do you often, often like,
1: eat Peruvian blueberries? Uh,
0: no, I don't. I strictly buy U.S. grown. Uh-huh. Sometimes Mexico, because Mexico does have some good stuff every now and then. Um, but it's like, you either get a- There's really no middle ground. You get like a phenomenal eating experience, uh-huh. or you get like the absolute worst that you don't even finish. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Your oh, guys' is usually. What's
2: bird, your yeah. favorite variety of blueberry? <laughs>
1: Are you gonna out me on on public yeah. uh-huh. public uh-huh. podcasts?
2: Uh-huh. I think this is a good time to talk about it.
1: I don't actually like blueberries.
2: But you're a fruit farmer, so surely there's some fruits you like, right?
0: Like
1: I'm not really a fan of most fruits.
0: What do you eat? Like and crackers, vegetables, and
1: shit? <laughs> lots of veggies? Meats and cheeses. Oh, like
0: What would you... You like cheese sticks? <laughs> so growing up, if your parents
2: served you fruit, what
1: would you... I would hide it in the napkin and throw it away. Oh. I never... I've never liked fruit. <laughs> and I despise bananas.
0: What's your favorite variety in terms of packing efficiency? Oh, lovely. That's a
1: great question. Way. Well, Duke is just solid and consistent. Um, you always know what you're going to get. And then you have... Calypso is great this year
2: it's new to
0: us but it is
1: legacy fantastic. is a good packer uh, maybe
0: we should back up Yeah. a lot of listeners might not even know the different varieties so you want to like run through the main ones oh and like maybe touch on the differences briefly yeah. mm-hmm.
1: well they're all blueberries. okay so they're blue so they're round are there some inch. white ones well yeah there's the true
2: At the top level there's is, what is it the species we have Ooh. i don't species might of <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the science man. Oh, maker. okay. okay. Uh, so but there's northern North, highbush, southern, southern highbush, high bush, rabbit eye, And that's wild. largely based on the region that it's grown in.
1: Yeah, the chill days, right. the chill hours that it needs for from bloom to, to fruiting. Okay. So in California, southern California, Mexico, um, South America, you get a lot of southern highbush. So they are very quick from from bloom to fruit how quick
0: like we're talking 30 days or
2: something
1: i don't know actually off the top of my head but we don't
2: do we have honestly like a handful of southern highbush which is a delicious tasting berry yeah but just doesn't grow well in the northwest
1: Mm. we have northern highbush is our main one and so that's like duke and legacy and liberty and those are all i mean duke is our heavy hitter Mm -hmm. um dad's known as dr duke because we have so much of it planted.
0: And they're large, firm. Yeah, they're beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. They're great. They're they are like the workhorse of blueberries if they grow in your area. They're what what awesome.
0: percent roughly of your total volume
1: is due 60 60? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. We're putting more in, too. Yeah. Cool. Cuz we our farm's like Southern Oregon, we have a little window where we are the only farm for the most part that is harvesting and it's a small little golden nugget yeah and that's where duke comes into play so we we love duke because it just lets us hit this really big volume Mm -hmm. and then we can kind of taper it down after that
0: nice yeah so what are some of the other varieties after duke then if that's your start of the season
1: Mm, liberty's next legacy
0: i think a lot of people what
1: draper's next Mm -hmm. a lot of people walk
0: into the store and they don't even know that they're different varieties they just see a blueberry right yeah
1: and i mean to be honest i'm okay with that because varieties they it's not like you have them for multiple months like duke season is not two months long duke season is two weeks long and so if someone only wants one specific variety at a certain like they're going to be disappointed 50 weeks of the year uh, because their variety is not but if someone
0: bought let's say it's like Late summer, and they bought a clamshell at the store, and they loved it. What mm-hmm. if they wanted to learn more about it and like what it
2: is?
1: Oh, well, they can email us, give us the mm-hmm. trace back, and we would be able to tell them exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Yeah, uh-huh. perspective.
2: Uh, lots of unpublished stuff with Oregon State is our big blueberry research guy, and they'll have lots of free information on. Oh yeah. You know, what time of year is this berry ripening?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so you can at least narrow it down to like two or three of. Uh, had this in august which means it's probably one of these three varieties right um yeah and i think savvy consumers kind of know of oh the the june blueberries right those are or you know the early by july time. Blueberries. by time yeah. I mean, cool. like i couldn't tell you two different varieties of table grapes but i know yeah. <laughs> i know when the ones that are good are there yeah. there's one that tastes like cotton candy uh-huh. i know that, I, had that. I, I know what you're talking about yeah. i haven't had that one. They actually do. Does taste like yeah. cotton
0: candy? I mean, it's not like straight on one for one match, uh-huh. but it's close.
1: Okay. That sounds disgusting.
0: It's like <laughs> uh, it's like sweet potato fries for me. I can only have like five or so, and then I'm kind of tired of it. Sure. But like those first five are, oh. Hmm. That's October, right? I don't know. Oh. Probably. Um, so you mentioned. Your region is Northern High Bush. Mm-hmm. What is so special about your little valley? I've been there so I know, yeah. but I want you to
1: We have it. it's our it's a lack of like frost days and we have our degree days are excellent for being in Oregon. It's just like this beautiful little microclimate that is not too hot in the summer, it's not too cold in the winter, and everything is very mellow. Um that's one of the reasons that dad wanted to move there. I mean, this is way before he was a blueberry farmer, but mom loves to grow plants around the house. I've seen you yeah, young. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he wanted to find the most optimal growing region f- to keep mom happy. That oh. was really important to her. So huh, like that's one of the that's the reason we ended up in really? Roseburg. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, the farm was <laughs> just a hobby. <laughs> it, it literally was a hobby. The yard plants, come yeah, because dad, you know, retired doctor, so wow. it was a hobby. Uh, that's
2: cool. Oh, the, so the valley this is uh Dyson at Hillcrest, yeah. Uh, similar to Paul, did, he was a winemaker down in Napa, uh, pretty successful one. Your dad, no, 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 oh, the no, guy who, no, 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 similar no. to yeah. Paul, like, God, what yeah. hasn't he done when he was picking on where he wanted to go start his own winery and grow his, grow his own grapes? Okay, was in the farmer's almanacs looking at the entire United States yep. and pegged our Valley as the closest thing to Tuscany that you can find yeah. in North America.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Our little Umqua Valley, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, now we have a crap ton of wineries. So many grapes, so many so grapes,
0: uh, is mostly berries and grapes though. Uh, l- really?
1: The only blue, there's, there's one, one other, blueberry. one other blueberry farm.
2: So mostly grapes, mm-hmm. grapes. grapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And some hazelnuts. We're, Eh. we're still eh. we're so like geographically so hilly we're not great farmland yeah when you get to the valley floor it is primo stuff mm-hmm. but compared to like the willamette valley we're not nearly the scale of no. what you would see uh-uh. a little bit north of us got it yeah. um
0: so i know you said your dad retired as a doctor do you want to go into that
1: yeah, sure
0: Like he had this whole career before his current career. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I mean if you know my dad, which you do. Yes. Uh he Great does guy. he doesn't sit still very well. Um so he moved to Roseburg to start working with the ER there and got the farm to start a hobby. Like he we had cows and we had sheep, we had alfalfa, you know, sugar beets bush beans like like
0: a couple acres of like i think
1: the first the farm initially was 150 was the first yeah and then someone down at the osu extension office told him that blueberries would never grow in our valley and dad said hold my beard and (laughs) planted i think five acres first and then it was 10 then it was like 50 and i just it i don't think he knows when to stop did that
0: that researcher get fired because you now have like the best blueberries in the world
1: he probably eats crow (laughs) a lot like
0: (laughs) he's so wrong he was so wrong he
1: was super wrong uh and it just i mean it started as a hobby dad said he did it to keep the girls busy and not getting into trouble but we all know it was really just to keep him busy um yeah, and he—it's—it's it's gotten to the point of what? How many acres do we have now? Seven hundred. Seven hundred, and a beautiful packing facility, and I—I I don't think none of it was started with an in-game, like. <laughs>
0: and now you're there, <laughs> and then getting now, close. And yeah. Well, I
1: mean, it's it's. <laughs> It's good that I came back to the farm. It's great that you came to the farm because now the, there's an opportunity for it to continue yeah, on after it's, the it's first in, generation. It's in good
0: hands. Yeah. Do you want to, you want to talk about that kind of oh, transition? The, transition? Yeah, the mean, handover of a family business? That's anyone
1: kinda... who has a family farm or family company that was started by yeah. a incredibly smart person, there's the transition's never easy. Like it's I love my dad a lot. But he's he built it and it's really hard for him to yeah. start handling. He doesn't over trust
0: the... his daughter, I get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Well yeah, I'm just a hot mess. So <laughs> Well and the
2: way he built it was Yeah. I mean, it was one guy at the top and it was him and his crew of five guys. Yeah. And yeah, you'd have big influx of labor in the summer to help with like harvesting stuff but it was it was just him just doing it Mm -hmm. uh it's gotten to the point where one person can't just be the one doing it yeah there's way too many aspects to cover yeah just day to day like you're not available to be in that many places at one time
1: yeah uh that's hard for him too i think it's really hard for him yeah to to you can't wear all the hats all mm-hmm. the time
0: do you think he's every year he's kind of taking one hat off and putting it on you yeah slowly like is it a progressive thing definitely it
1: yeah it's it's especially this last season mm-hmm. it definitely felt like that um which is good but yeah it's it's hard i can't even can't even put into words sometimes yeah
0: i had a thought <laughs> i lost it but <laughs> it was a good thought i'm upset um, does that
1: happen often
2: Yeah, it It was super good. I wanted (laughs) to say it and then I forgot because what you were talking about was great. Oh, back to your dad as a doctor. Yeah. So when I... Was he your doctor? Yeah, He was like... Yeah, he was everyone's
1: everyone's
0: employer. When I
2: started at the farm, Uh he was no longer practicing in Roseburg. He was going about 45 minutes up north primarily because he'd become so entrenched in... The community like healthcare and was sought out specifically so much, it was, it turned into a hassle basically.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but as a kid, I get ear infections all the time, and my parents would take me to the urgent care where he was working. Yeah. And if he wasn't there, it'd be like, okay, we'll come. Back
1: tomorrow. Really? Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, uh, he's, he, he's good.
1: Yeah, he's good. a beloved doctor. Um,
2: uh, yeah. So when I started at the farm, he was no longer working in Roseburg, but he would, I mean, he, they were doing 24 hour shifts at the ER twice a week. And so he would, okay, today is Paul's day at the ER, so he's going to be gone for 24 hours, and then he would come back, and he'd just go right back to work and work a full day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then be there, you know, work two more 14, 15-hour days, and then go back up to the ER. And I remember in law school, he finally told me his secret, and he gave me a book. Cigarettes? Yeah. So, no, it's like this weird meditation trick that apparently works for him, or he just doesn't need sleep. I think that he just doesn't need
1: He sleep. doesn't need sleep.
2: Because he would walk himself through this like meditative process and then literally fall asleep in the waiting room in the ER. Uh-huh. With, like just alarms going off and people running <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Yeah. He's going to do surgery. And it's like 10 minutes at a time. ER doc. And oh, so he's oh. running for full weeks on like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. That's exactly how I want. And my doctors. I tried it in law right? school. It was
1: bullshit. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> work for everyone. Yeah. After yeah. five
2: days I was falling asleep in my classes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone can do that. But yeah, he can sleep anywhere.
2: He can sleep anywhere and he can go a long time without
1: sleep. Yes.
0: Yeah. He's crazy. That's my dad. He's a cool dude. He's built a sweet legacy and it's cool to see the transition from our point of view.
1: (laughs) Well, you guys had to, that's one of the reasons that we loved you guys so much when we were looking for a new marketer was you guys being a family business. Like you understand.
0: Robert went through that like 15 years ago. Right? Mm It's it you takes know, a unique
1: personality to know how to deal with the family business. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: And you put up with our crazy really well.
0: It's not that crazy. You during Duke season can be pretty wild. <laughs> hobo Hobo ellie is one of my favorite things i love hobo ellie Ellie. i like going into the packing line you got your sweater on and your sweats and you just look grungy bags under her eyes i'll talk to you later
1: headband on hairnet growling at people
0: flipping me off
1: you deserve it usually and you guys come in you're all like happy and smiling and it's summertime and you're like how's it going i'm like shut the fuck up we came down (laughs) for the
0: first day of the season last year and the the first load that you shipped was like 930 at night and Gage mm-hmm. was there loading it. I felt so bad.
1: Oh, well, that's season.
0: First load. We did sneak away <laughs> to get lunch at a bar, though. We did. That was a great bar. That I was, the Oakland, was like Oakland Tavern, the Oakland Tavern. Oakland right? yeah. Tavern. You uh-huh. took them
1: to the OT? Oh, yeah. We,
0: Derek and I came into the office. We're like, hey. You want to get away from lunch? And he uh-huh. looks around.
2: He's like,
1: I had no idea. He's like,
2: yeah, I can go. I was there and back. A couple beers and a grinder. It was you did about a 120 you on the way there. Did it,
1: didn't bring me a grinder?
2: I didn't want you to know. Wow. I think I had the grinder. Wow. You yeah, okay. we all had the yeah, grinder. Everyone got the
0: grinder. It's good. It's, it's famous. I well, thought, it's not famous. I, I want to go to the Narrows next time we're there.
1: Okay, we're, we'll go Narrows hiking. We're going to yeah. do a hike and then the Narrows. Yeah, yeah. You have to get the hamburger after a hike because mm-hmm. it is the best hamburger. It's my favorite. Yeah. Jump into the Narrows as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice but, little 40 foot rock jump. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm. Oh, yeah. 40 feet. You can swim,
1: right? Yes. I'm yeah. a
2: great swimmer. Okay. So, is because it's a very deep section of river between two 40 foot cliffs. Wow. Yeah.
0: That sounds fun. So, narrow. Slightly scary. My biggest yeah. jump is like 25 feet. So, forty's pushing it.
1: That's a big one. I will not be joining you with that, but Have I done will it? Oh, watch yeah. you. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I hate it. Really? But you know, you have, pressure you have to do like it at that. least yeah. once Being in your life. Boy, yeah, like uh-huh. you can't, yeah. Don't think just do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to, awesome. you got to you you send the, you got to send you run a blueberry
0: <laughs> farm. <laughs> um, the um, river. Super beautiful. I tried fishing at one time when I came down to see you, yeah. I didn't catch anything, but I know there's a ton of fish in there. There is. And did you yeah. fish? I know your dad's an avid fisherman, but did you guys go like with him when you were kids or?
1: Oh uh, yeah. We would, as a kid, we would go down. So below the farm a bit, uh, Next to thai, mm-hmm. You know, um, we just, we'd go float it and fish it as kids. We'd catch crawdads and then break them up and put them on and go <laughs> fishing with them. It was, it was great. Did a lot. And we go fishing in Alaska every year. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um, okay. So let's go, let's go yeah, yeah. back, back to farming. Okay. Most of the listeners here are apple and pear and cherry um, oh. people.
1: Yeah.
0: Blueberries are probably similar in some ways, but also completely different in others. Uh, what are maybe some challenges that are specific to, to blueberries um, that you have to overcome?
1: Uh, I'm going to say, cause I know, and I, I, I always say, I know one thing really well and I don't know, I know blueberries really, really well and I'm clueless on right. any growing anything else. And so blueberries, we just can't store them like you can with apples and pears. And yeah. so as soon as it's picked, it's packed and it's shipped usually within a day and a half. That's so crazy. Like it it, 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 it. We don't. It doesn't linger. I mean, some farms do CA bagging, but we don't. We don't like to because it's. We want to get the freshest stuff out mm-hmm. as fast as we can, and yeah. so that I think that is the biggest difference with like apples versus.
2: I think blueberries. Uh, maybe methodology of forecasting. Ooh. And. Yield prediction,
1: because
2: you can ask 10 different growers and they will ha- they'll all have their own <laughs> little secret way that they predict their yield yeah. every year. Old wives tales of how to like, too. I think, yeah,
1: if the if statement is pointing up and it is pollinated, <laughs> and if it's down, it is down. I've pollinated. heard that
2: one before.
0: That actually
1: one. I've, is it true? I think it's true. I, I, this year I went out and like, I went to the same bush. I flagged the same branch and I went and I just checked it multiple times
2: And sample versus total population. How accurate are you actually with your sample size? Oh, Oh, there's a, there's so much, I think, I do think it's obviously we're not the only industry that struggles with it. Yeah. When I'm looking at what other commodities are doing though, it does seem like we as blueberry growers are lagging behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I'm seeing a lot of really cool innovations for tree fruit and for for hops uh, and ways to automate and use machine learning to go and record bud counts, bloom yeah. counts, things yeah. like that. And, and I think blueberries will get there, but it just seems like
1: yeah, it's we're,
2: we're, maybe we're a specialty crop.
1: We're we're smaller mm-hmm. than apples and whatnot. And I'm gonna put a plug for like the USHBC, and we. She's on the
0: ward what is what's that abbreviation for (laughs) uh
1: u.s highbush and so north american blueberries pretty much yeah um in the recent years we've been putting a lot more funds and efforts back into research and whatever that means pollination um storage herbicides harvesting and so hopefully some of those technologies will actually want to start working on developing for blueberries because there's actually incentive for them to mm-hmm. start doing that. So hopefully that, that starts changing a bit more, but yeah, it's blueberries have always kind of felt like the wild west of, of fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What about the differences? Cause I know you have a, quite a bit of organic production. Mm. Um, what about between organic and conventional in terms of growing Oof. Cost struggles?
1: Uh, organic is more expensive. Um, getting nutrients in is our biggest hurdle with organic. Like no matter what you'll always see it will for, from us, like a steady decline over year, 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 year of just the, the vigor of the plant. Mm. Um, they're still healthy, but they're just not, not juiced. Like yeah, it's like supplies. if I take my vitamins every day, you know, I'm going to yeah. be able to. Yeah, it's just they're they're slightly anemic as the years go on. So, just trying to figure out that and how to keep the production up and keep them happy by it, keeping. And, um, yeah,
2: yeah. The I think the fertilizer mm-hmm. costs are the big one, and then oh. Everyone, just the weed weed control. Weed this is not blueberry that. specific. Yeah. I mean, it's fertilizers. There is no. Great organic herbicide out there. Otherwise, everyone would be using it. Yeah. I mean, the really only tried and true way to keep your organic fields free of weeds is to go
1: out and pull them out. Jeez. Yeah. So. I and mean, hand pulling weeds is um, 60 percent of our fields are organic. And that's oh. a lot of acres.
0: And they're all hand pulled.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, we have we use suppress, which it's is like, just a burn down, yeah. and then we go through and there's a lot of hand pulling. And I mean, we've tried f- fire. We've like flames. We've yeah. tried. Uh, everything, weed whackers, the whole nut, sawdust. Sawdust. <laughs>
0: I do want to touch on that though, because it is pretty unique.
2: Uh, you want to explain how you do it?
1: Yeah, Gage, tell us about sawdust. So
2: there's a probably going back to like the the old guard, new guard kind of duality. Yeah. Sawdust is great for suppressing weeds because it. I mean, it just chokes out sunlight.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, smothers them. And so. We live in a very – the lifeblood of our valley for decades was timber. We have a lot of mills. We have easy access to lots of sawdust. And Paul loves to put sawdust on everything.
1: Everything. Everything. But here's the problem. One of our main ways that we fertilize our organic fields is with a pellet. And you sprinkle it on top of the mound and it gets rained in and absorbed into the roots. Well, if you have – you know, this yeah. much sawdust on top of it—it it is now absorbed into the sawdust. And nitrogen
2: binds with the sawdust.
1: right? Yeah. So, and we've been doing studies and proving that that is actually the case. But mm. changing the mindset is hard.
2: Particularly when the sawdust is
1: free. Free. Right.
0: So you're gonna move away from sawdust, you think, in
2: the next five, ten years? S- I don't. Someday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, trans. Transitions are hard, and you at times need to pick your battles and really fight for something that you.
2: Because if you don't put sawdust, then you're spending a lot of money. Right, uh, either you're hitting it with your, you know, organic suppressant Uh every week, which is more expensive. uh Oh yeah, or you're pulling it by hand. Yeah. So you're trying to balance production versus cost of maintenance.
0: There's another way to apply the nitrogen. Like through water or
2: something. Uh, what was
1: that? Sorry, I have a drinking problem. <laughs>
2: right. And then you get into like logistical things of uh, we need to be putting our first shots of nitrogen on in like March. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, we can't put our pumps in the river until
1: April.
2: Late April or May. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, then so that's where the pellets yeah. came in handy. The real, right. the, real um, the actual, the cost of the dry nitrogen conventional versus organic is actually pretty small. Yeah. it's the liquid fertilizers where
1: oh it's so and it's, it's so heavy that it just clogs up um drip lines uh, and so yeah it's 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 a huge pain mm-hmm. and oh. it smells awful mm-hmm. like death yeah
0: that's interesting i'm thinking the irrigation pumps you have to wait until april yeah mm-hmm. that's wild uh-huh. i mean it makes sense i guess the the rivers kind of, they kind of got to regulate it somewhere yeah
1: right?
2: it's regulated and then we also the rivers
1: the river would, would take your pump away yeah yeah
2: Wow, too high.
0: Oh yeah, true. uh How are your water rights? It's a huge issue. <laughs> Sorry, was pretty solid. <laughs> What's wrong?
1: I was seeing if you were. Oh. Hearing me jingle oh, my glass. It, yeah. yeah.
2: You're gonna edit probably edit
0: over, right. Like can't. That's
2: yeah. why we each have our own mic, so when I'm doing this, oh, okay. well, you guys are talking. <laughs> it's all layered in yeah. post production.
1: So high tech, guys. Look at this. Like this is impressive. Good old days.
0: It's come a long ways. Mm-hmm. It's been like six months since I did an episode. Really? Yeah. It's been a while. I kind of, It kind of fell off the back burner. I have another job, believe it or not. So you do? That comes first.
1: Uh, yeah. You're like the model for Domex? Sort of. Uh, interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: In some ways, yeah. Yeah, so I had to focus <laughs> on that. Uh, new crop really put a pause on this mm. That's mm-hmm. now it's kind of winding down so and you guys were in town so it worked out well
1: oh so we're just the easy but no for it was you. i yeah. was thinking oh, yeah, when thanks. i called you 100 yeah.
0: uh, called you tuesday i was like shit she should be on yeah so thank you for coming
1: well thank you oh, um, I mean.
0: we're not done though oh shit uh i want to <laughs> talk about the uh falcon <laughs> situation oh yeah oh, the that is year. that is the most badass story i love it we don't how Brock's, long? side note, Brock's going to come down this summer and we're going to do a video on... Oh, you should. Oh, let's go.
1: Yeah, it was cool. So how long did the falconer live on our property? It was probably almost two months. Oh, two months? And yeah. like has... This dude
0: lived in a trailer on the farm. On right? a
1: trailer with his girlfriend. Yeah. And they're both falconers. And mm-hmm. they had, like, 12 birds with them mm-hmm. and would fly falcons around the farm and chase off and uh, disrupt the the nesting pattern of their Eurasian dove.
2: Well... And again, this is, I could be full of shit. You you are full of shit. We have people with state fishing game coming and shooting these birds. Yeah. All of us say they're Eurasian doves. It's an invasive species. Yeah, those are terrible up here. The fact of the matter is the falconer does everything by the book. So uh, we have these band-tailed pigeons that started showing up. I mean, they've always been around. Yeah. But.
1: We'll just call them birds.
2: I think in twenty twenty one, we had an entire like five acre block oh, just, it just disappear,
1: wiped out by them. Like there so were, we were like hu- did, hundreds of. When them. did we come and pick this? Yes. Yeah.
2: there's no fruit left on none. Right. Um,
1: and you'd walk along the tree line, and you would just see this wave of birds move across. Yeah, the field, and you're like, oh, there's a flock of maybe like there a go
0: blueberries. Were they blue?
1: The birds? Yeah. No. Did they poop a lot. They were huge though. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh next year the flock was up to like 300 like tripled in size Mm -hmm. um and as early as like late april they were just they were everywhere Everywhere. just flying anything that turned blue they would just go and eat it right away
1: yeah
2: um and so that year we um we hired a, a new office manager from the school district she used to be a teacher and literally on her first day of work, we sat her on a five-gallon bucket, turned upside down with a shotgun. Said, we're going to start chasing birds this way. They fly over your head start shooting. Are you hiring?
1: <laughs> and she, she still, I mean, she didn't run away, which was great. The, no. the things that we have put poor Becky through has been. <laughs> Is
2: she a good shot?
1: I wouldn't uh, mess with her. Uh,
2: she probably isn't a bad shot. We were terrible at directing the birds towards her because they would just go. So she never got the chance to discharge her firearm they say but she was willing Uh, she was ready
1: yeah
2: um and that we got some drones from costco and every chance we had 10 minutes we just go fly and buzz the birds but it was we still lost a lot of fruit yeah Yeah. and it was super labor intensive and so this last year we talked to a, a falconer out of portland portland area um and had him tried him out for a few days he's
1: was great. He's
2: got twelve different types of raptors. Mm-hmm. I mean, to hear him describe how he approaches his work, it's like warfare. Yeah. Because he's got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's got these tactician. raptors who are. I mean, they're they, they're chasers. Yeah. They like they the f- game they of flush like, them out. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then he's got these other raptors. These are nest raiders. He lets them know that wherever they're nesting is not safe. He goes in and just starts destroying eggs and nests. And yeah uh you know if there's a bird that doesn't get out quick enough he'll kill that one too wow um
1: it was it's amazing yeah falcons and hawks
2: he just and for 10 to 12 hours a day he's just out there with his birds who are (laughs) yeah like super highly trained they're like his pets you know, Wasn't they, he like <laughs> yeah.
0: making a Terminator bird in your office? Oh yeah, he lab uh, grows
2: his yeah. own birds.
1: He like he does pro- crossbreeds oh. them. Had, like
2: uh, it's phenomenal. and the growth was also insane because we went we yeah, saw it from when it hatched. hatched to like just being this like naked ugly little thing,
1: <laughs> and like two weeks later it's like feathers and it's like I kill you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: uh, that one was a mix. It was a peregrine falcon and another. It was like a Middle Eastern. What's
1: That's that? so crazy. I think they yeah. they named that one Omelet. Or
0: quiche. and quiche. And this guy makes a good living doing this because he travels to other yeah. farms and yeah. stuff. He's yeah. got... That's so cool.
1: It's oh, You need to come down and get photos of it because it was incredible to watch. I
0: picked the wrong major. That sounds so much fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: hey, he's, we, he's we will fun do a
0: video series on it, though. That, yeah. I think it's so cool. Oh, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's basically the same concept as integrated pest management. You're just using birds instead of insects. Yeah. Right?
1: And good, it worked great.
0: Good birds to chase off the bad birds.
1: Yeah. It worked great. It disrupt their, their pattern enough and if we do it over the next couple of years, yeah. here's hoping that they learn not to come here anymore. Yeah.
2: It worked great. And this yeah, this should be his least effective year. Yeah. Because the He put himself out of business. The point of Fal- I mean, kinda. He yeah. my whole the way we actually win this is it's not this generation where like I'm I'm teaching generations to know that this is actually a very unsafe place to come and get food.
1: Because mm-hmm. hmm. this was and never so, a problem until three years ago yeah. it started to become a problem and then more and more are learning like oh this is where we go at this time of year mm-hmm. so we need to teach huh. them to
0: that's so
2: cool
1: get the fuck out mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. they listen we will see it was fun to go down and shoot them in the evening so
2: the pit pigeons not the not the,
1: the not raptors. the not the hawks. the raptors yeah.
2: don't eat the blueberries right no they're no. strictly carnivores
1: no <laughs> God, so badass
0: um one of the last things i want to touch on before you go i know you got to. Get home. Yeah. Um you ex- export a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been to like an export country um to see like the consumption there and how the consumers interact with the product. Do you want to like touch on that? Oh, yeah. Like different countries, how they like perceive um US blueberries.
1: Oh uh- yeah, definitely. Um, which I mean that's a passion of mine. I get to go travel um mostly Asian countries, uh, with the ODA and the US High Bush Council um and so i just got back last week from taiwan and singapore with the oda um it's amazing that i mean they love they see u.s and they they see quality like that those two things are married together Hmm. um they love they they absolutely love a giant blueberry which I mean, we're not the biggest ones out there compared to what is coming out of Peru, but they're, they're like, but they're starting to learn they're average,
2: right? They're not. No, ours are super ours, small.
1: No, no, no. Ours are great. And ladies. talking about them with <laughs> ladies, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not small, right? No, I mean, <laughs> no, that's, they're, it's, they're average. Like, it's average. It's like, how, how many how millimeters ladies? is that? Yeah. ladies what's what's a big blueberry 20 <laughs> <20? laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we gotta show you that video after this that was funny um <laughs> maybe not <laughs> yeah, it's not wildly inappropriate oh. i promise mm-hmm. uh so like anything over 18 mil we that we can qualify as jumbo for us and so that's like big size peru okay. peru can kick out some monsters but the they they're getting better with their genetics and their breeding but they can the,
2: grow types of blueberries that don't grow yeah, in our climate
1: and that's a southern highbush versus oh, okay. northern highbush conundrum they do a, it's called evergreen isn't it every it's a type of southern highbush i of, believe okay. um but the the flavor is not as potent as you would get with like a northern highbush like you eat a northern highbush you usually go oh that is a blueberry and for what I hear for southern high bushes is sometimes you eat them and you're like, oh, that the flavor isn't quite there. Like they're mm. they're big, they're crunchy, but I'm not getting that blueberry flavor. Do so think,
0: do you think flavor is more important than that crunch and size?
1: That was my question to a lot of importers, yeah. and flavor is. They're saying we want crunchy, when we want flavorful. Size is actually the third.
0: So it's flavor, texture, size.
1: Yeah. And so, which is great for us to hear because we, we knock it out of the park with, you know, flavor and texture. Mm -hmm. We can't grow a, you know, 26 millimeter blueberry consistently. And I think, I think the consumers are learning to, to look for North American blueberries for those two things. Mm. And
0: I think there's like, maybe some consumers might feel that the really large blueberries are going to lack flavor. Yeah, um, well, you have I've higher, heard that a few you times. You have a higher water content when you right. when you so have a bigger berry. The yeah, I
1: mean it's not true across the board, but it seems for the most part. Usually, like for baking, you typically want a really like a smaller berry because you just get so much more intense flavor in a smaller.
0: The small ones are more intense.
1: Usually, not then not that's the, not universal. Not the big ones. <laughs> I feel like this is a dirty conversation that we're going down here. No, <laughs> <fantastic>. <laughs> Size doesn't matter all the time, friends. Oh, yeah. Good
0: to know. <laughs> um, you touched on Peru. Yeah, that's obviously kind of the elephant in the uh, podcast it's the, studio. It's right? the big,
1: like it's, it's the big upcoming current country that it's been putting a lot of acres in and exporting a lot and disrupting a lot of um, markets for people.
2: They went from exporting zero pounds in 2014 I, don't, I might have the wrong year but it's basically a decade they've gone from
1: zero not to in
2: the blueberry industry to the world leader in
1: blueberries yeah. what
2: percent of the world's crop do you think they are
1: that's a great question and i don't I know should, i should, we, yeah. should know. we should know this because we, we, we look at the numbers all room. the time yeah, yeah i uh, feel like i should know that but i don't <laughs> we'll get back to it. yeah <laughs> But it's. And, and, but who knows? That might change in five years because I, I, they might go into a different crop after right. that. Because before blueberries, they had a ton of asparagus,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: they're the one of the leaders in asparagus. But they saw the the money in blueberries, and they shift there. Mm-hmm. So that could change. Who knows? I mean, we were Mexico used to be our big gorilla in the room, and. Now it's Peru, and we'll see who's yeah. next.
0: I think as long as your quality stays above their their average, mm-hmm. I think you're fine. Well,
1: that's the one thing that Norris is known for is yeah. quality. Like,
0: Yeah, you're kicking ass in that
1: thank you. aspect. I try.
0: Makes it easy for us. <laughs> <laughs> when people buy it, they know it's going to taste good. So I hope so. Jeez. It's easy to sell.
1: Uh, oh, Asia, really quick. Um, health is a huge thing. Oh. Anything that's health-focused okay. is number one for them. So And they know blueberries are healthy, and that's one thing that the the National Council is trying to really push into these export markets is more knowledge on the health benefits Mm. of blueberries just to increase their average consumption. So we're trying to drive up our export demand. Hmm.
0: Do they consume a lot of frozen? I know you guys don't do any Mm -hmm. processed stuff. uh, They do a fair amount. They do over there?
1: Yeah. I mean, they don't depends on the country but not at the level that u.s consumes it but mm.
0: yeah it's hmm. interesting
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah the i kind of have like a side passion for irrigation projects and the peru irrigation project was bizarre have you have you read up on that what they no. did oh the whole like, river they, oh, the whole river no, they like tunneled through yeah. a freaking mountain yeah like 30 some miles to pipe water to this basin that was just a desert it's and crazy. now and now it's like thousands and millions of acres we can't even get our pumps in it's enough. crazy <laughs> like, like... they spent like 25 years doing that and it is paying off now that's wild it's like the colorado river moving that to california like it's just oh man read uh it's book called cadillac desert oh one of my favorite books
1: i've heard about that yeah
0: it's phenomenal basically talks about why uh, california should not exist right
1: mm. okay I... no one
0: should live in california <laughs>
1: Is that your personal belief or uh, prior, prior to the
0: irrigation projects that happened in the early 1900s? Yeah. No one should live there.
2: Uh,
1: Whoa. Someone's rocking it's, out. If, if you time. guys are
0: hearing some background noise right now, it's because the studio is next to our gym and people uh. people are working out right now. It must be lunch. Yeah. It's yeah. Lunch. It's lunchtime. I don't know if that's coming through. I'm looking at our producer here. He's he's doing a little. Yeah. It's coming through. Our podcast studio is next to a repack line and uh-huh. the gym, so there's gonna be noise.
1: Yeah, I hear the, like the, yeah, the forklift back there. Yeah. I'm just and embracing then, it. This is great. great. It adds flavor to it. Yeah. Because I'm over here spilling my drink on me yeah. and like, <laughs> well, that's just you, <laughs> Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's just me.
2: Uh fun fact. The Colorado River's average cubic feet per second flow See. is only three times larger than the Umpqua River. What? what? Yet it serves hundred times the population or more i would years? not have guessed that because that- i uh i do an annual golf trip with some college buddies every year <laughs> and two years ago we went to palm springs which was my first time in palm springs and i could not go why the fuck is this here like what what are their water sources and you look it up on wikipedia and it's oh you know we we have some aquifers and some some local water sources down ground and you actually drill in it's like less than one percent of their crazy. water is local it's almost all from the Colorado, oh, and really? it's just for golf course. Yes, yeah. dude. And why is
0: why is that there? Read that book. I'm telling you, Cadillac Desert. Okay, yeah. it is mind blowing.
1: Deal. Add it to the list.
0: That was a squat rack that just <laughs> got <Yeah>. set
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, <laughs> someone's getting that after was, it over That was Gaines. That's what you're. Doing. <laughs> that was Gaines.
0: <laughs> That's wild.
2: Yeah, that uh, blew my mind.
0: Yeah. And you're not even u- using, like, any of that, really, of that uh, umqua. Oh, just, no. It's just going out yeah. into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the Colorado's, like, drying up. Right. There's, like, wars over that river. It's crazy. Read the book. Seriously. It's yep. my plug. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think we've got some great content. What do we got an hour here? An hour? 58 minutes. 58 yeah. minutes. That's my sweet spot. I was going <laughs> to yes. say, do
1: you edit this down? Well, since I have
0: Okay, I like to stay between fifty and sixty minutes. I will minutes, kill you.
1: So.
0: We'll cut some stuff out. Yeah. Honestly, it was pretty straightforward. Thank you for. for I wasn't.
1: Was that as funny as you wanted? I yeah. felt like I didn't make you laugh nearly. No, as much. it was. It was
0: good. Okay. It was good. You you kept it PG.
1: I well, I didn't want to like make like casting <clears throat> couch comments and like
0: well to get it in tiny at the tiny BB
1: mm-hmm. blueberry jokes.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you, friend. Appreciate it.
1: It was lovely seeing you. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you. That's a wrap. Okay. Thank you,
1: friend. Appreciate good, it. good seeing your beautiful face. Yeah,
0: yeah likewise. Especially yours.
1: Aunt, 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 aunt. Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants I wonder and who's working on. out. I don't know. They're getting it.